0: Basically wrote back, I was honored by this, but they said, typically, we have people from the field that we fly in and interview for that position, but we feel so good about you because you've done well, and the other products and all that, we're going to let you just run with it, and I was thinking... Number one, I didn't know they fly people into all this, and I was thinking it's my <laughs> idea. I want to do to it. it. <laughs> <laughs> I would be really upset if you don't let me do it. So they just basically just gave me the green light to try it, and um, and then market research and failures. And, later. and right. about what year was that? Two, uh, my first issue was December 2017. So gotcha. The idea came around February or March 2017.
1: Hello and welcome to the Drop the Disc podcast recorded at Augusta Podcast Studio. This week, we have Jeremy Rugerberg and Rachel Spa from the Medical Professionals Magazine, a concept that Jeremy created in Augusta when seeing a need that our community had.
0: So we've actually been able to franchise this now across the country. So Augusta's the first in the flagship.
1: After doing his own magazine for a little while, Jeremy saw this need and partnered with Rachel to help him really take it to the next level. Rachel's experience is really on the event planning side, and the two have always made an awesome team.
2: I decided to open my own business doing weddings, and that really helped me figure out that I don't enjoy doing weddings. But I loved running my own business. I loved getting into the marketing. I loved figuring out how do I connect with other business owners. Once I figured out how many of, like Jeremy was saying, those passionate, creative, bootstrapping entrepreneurs there were here, I was sold. I was like, I will stay here as long as this continues to be a thing.
1: Check this episode out to learn about the medical professional community, but stay to hear about how two people came from different parts of the country to decide that Augusta was the best place to build something. And now neither of them want to leave. Yeah, I think there's a lot of, I hate
0: people say there's potential in Augusta. Like I like the roots of what Augusta has.
1: Thank you guys for tuning in to this episode of the Drop the Disc Podcast. This episode, like every episode is presented by Nancy Powell of Powell and Associates. Nancy Powell is a local real estate broker and agent. And the great thing about her, the incredible thing about Nancy is that we trust her and that she's a hard worker and when you're talking about entrusting somebody to either help you sell or buy a new home or even to help you invest your money you really need to trust that person nancy powell of powell and associates check her out on instagram at downtown augusta broker she's a presenting sponsor for the drop to Disc podcast recorded at augusta podcast studio A quick note about this episode though, Rachel did have to leave a little bit early with a motherly responsibility, Uh, so you'll hear her drop the disc question a little bit early in the episode, and then we just kept it going with Jeremy for a little while after that. Uh, This is a great episode, these two people are very interesting, and their backgrounds are not what you would expect.
3: Hey guys, I'm Chris. Hey guys, I'm David. And we're Drop the Disc Podcast. We're here to drop the disc with two individuals today. And we are here with
0: Jeremy Ruckerberg.
2: And Rachel Spa.
0: Excellent.
1: Thank you guys. And before we get into like what you guys are, you know, your background, all that, you know, the first question we ask everybody is, you know, like, what do you guys do in the city?
0: That's a great question. I ask myself that all (laughs) the time. (laughs) (laughs) About three o'clock in the morning when I'm holding some whiskey, crying. (laughs) Um, Was that a
1: shot at me pouring whiskey
0: right now? It actually is. (laughs) I I appreciate that. (laughs) And the tears.
2: He's an equal opportunity (laughs) Except it's
3: uh, 5.20 p.m., not 3 a.m. (laughs) (laughs) That's
2: right.
0: (laughs) Um, Well, um, I'm kind of from Augusta, so I've been here for uh, a while, but I own and run an exclusive Medical magazine for the top professionals, medical professionals, healthcare leaders, hospital executives. So that's that's my space is to help build a sense of community in the medical space that doesn't have community. And bring everybody together. Okay. And uh, Rachel, what are, what are you doing? What are you doing here?
2: Oh, besides just hanging out. And <laughs> making fun of Jeremy and keeping him in check
1: which is more than <laughs> enough by the way
2: <laughs> it's more than enough that's what Augusta needs um, I am a geek about brands and improving businesses and and helping them uh, do what they want to do in the world so I partner with Jeremy in um, MP both the magazine and some other endeavors that we're starting up in 2021 just to help those be as successful as possible and and serve businesses and leaders in our community
1: so hopefully we can get you to divulge a little more than that as we go. But before we do that, let's turn the clocks back a little bit. Let's meet you guys. Uh, Jeremy, you look like the older ones, so we're going to start with you. <laughs> you don't have to correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> um, you, you mentioned you grew up in Augusta. Can you talk to us about that? Um, when you grew up, were you wanting to be the owner of a magazine?
0: Yeah, that's a great question. I'll, I'll go back just a little bit. So I was I was born at a very young age. <laughs> um, I, I did not grow up uh, doing anything necessarily in the medical space. Yeah. I, I wasn't good at really writing and didn't enjoy it until I got into college. Then I decided to be a Spanish major. And what does a Spanish major do? But they graduate with a Spanish major, education minor. Right. And then they decide to move to China for 10 years. So <laughs> take Chinese <laughs> classes and teach English as a second language because that's what makes sense. So that was that was my journey. So I lived in China actually for 10 years. Both of wow. my kids were born there.
1: So wait, you you grew up in Augusta. Where'd you go to school? Oh, yes. Yeah, so you gotta give us a little bit I here. I did
0: not. Uh, I, I, we, I moved here. See, I, I calculate things in my life at that age by World Series. So okay. when the Mets beat... The Red Sox 86 World Series. That's when we moved down here. Yes, Bill Buckner, ball <laughs> between his legs. That's I'm how they <laughs> lost the World Series. I'm a
1: massive fan of this conversation okay. so far.
0: <laughs> and then that's when I moved down here. And then, um, and my, my dad got a job at MCG, the School of Dentistry, at kay. the time. My mom was working at Walton Rehab or St. Joseph and mm-hmm. Walton Rehab. So, um, that's what brought us here was yeah. his job. And I had lived up mostly Delaware, Ann Arbor, Michigan, for a my entire childhood. So I, w- I was here since. Um, ended up going to Westminster uh, to graduate in 94 and then I uh, went to a- Augusta College, which changed to ASU. Sure. Um, while you were there? While I was there. Oh, that's so cool. So I, I had like a dual you degree. You and Chris have something to talk
1: about after the
0: show. Oh, nice.
3: Well, <laughs> I, well, not only that, but I'm also a WSA grad as well, 2010.
0: Oh, fantastic. Yeah. A little bit after you, but just you know, a tad. Just a tad <laughs> bit. <laughs> You were but a thought, <laughs> not even a thought. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. So anyway, that's kind of where, I, and I went to AU, a, graduated with a Spanish degree, and that's kind of after and then that. I ended up in China. In, in China, like most people would do with a Spanish degree. Right. So what
1: were you? you what, what was the goal? I
0: mean, like, was there a goal? Yeah, there's always, <laughs> <good idea>. for <laughs> the most part, there's a goal in, in, in my life and how I think. But I thought about this, when, okay, when I was in college a friend of mine in Birmingham said hey we have an opportunity for 13 college students to actually go through a teacher sending organization that's in China and there weren't many this is 97 so China wasn't really I want to say developed or open as it was anywhere close to today he goes you have to apply for the scholarship and this 13 uh, places and lo and behold I applied and I couldn't believe I got in and after I, I got in, I was like, well, I have to go. I mean, <laughs> I've, I've got to. And this was like, this is old school China. So I remember one this of my- This is fa-
1: super communist China.
0: Yeah, <laughs> this really was. One of my favorite stories was uh, we had some language training. We spent two weeks in Cal Poly, which is in California. Right. And uh, they were t- t- to us about language. When you go there, say this, don't say that. And none of us knew, all those college kids, we didn't know anything about China, right? <laughs> Nothing really. Right. Um, and they said this, uh, my favorite words. Uh, they, this, this person said, you know, we're learning phrases like, how do you say this? Like, there's a phrase of, and then someone would say, This is a pen, just be like, This is a pen. So we went back gotcha. and forth, and we just knew like a few words. So we're
1: doing like como sedise sedise kind of, type yeah. situation,
0: exactly. So, um, anyway, High school. The, r- the night before we left, and this is like, we're leaving out of LA. And it's a, l- it's a late night. It's a 1 a.m. flight. It's a red eye. Perfect. And it's a t- 13, 14, 15-hour flight to Beijing. And uh, they're like, hey, before you get on the plane and before we get to customs, we got to tell you this. Just don't screw up going through customs. <laughs> it can be intimidating. <laughs> don't look at anyone in the eye. Don't draw attention to yourself. Just <laughs> go. So anyway. Uh, what a terrible of, thing. Yeah, I know. Like, in. okay, and then you, like, they usher you on the plane. <laughs> you're like, oh. They sh- cl- shut the door and you're on it. So anyway, we're on this playing on the China, and it's you know it's we're exhausted because it's so late. I'm not sleeping well, and I'm excited. And you know that right before you you land on international flights, they bring you uh, the pieces of paper to like you know there's a custom form right fill them out. Okay, so I'm filling it out, filling it out, filling it out, filling out, and not think much of it. Anyway, you stand in line, you're in China, and this is Beijing, and this is like you land, you go, this is Beijing, like this is their capital. And I'm going to go like 36 hours inland. Like, oh my gosh, this is already a third world country being in Beijing. Like it didn't look and feel like what you think of like the Olympics. That's crazy. It was so different. Anyway, so we stand in line and yeah, you're going through customs. It is intimidating. They're dressed in like military garb and like it is intimidating. They're not smiling. And so um, it's my turn finally. And I give the guy my passport and it's got the paper in it. I give it to him. And uh, there's two of the the two uh, soldiers there. And uh, I guess I hadn't signed something. So he looks at me and he p- puts it back on the table. <laughs> he, he, he doesn't speak English. I don't speak Chinese. So he grunts. <laughs> he's like, taps on him, He's like, <laughs> I'm like, what? He's like, Ruh. I'm like, oh, I didn't sign something. I was like, uh, worst case scenario. And here. there's no pen. There's no nothing. I'm like, um. so I'll point to my eye. I'm like, I don't have pen. And then, uh, and so he, he gives me a pen and I'm like, okay, great. So I sign my name and everything, and I push it over, and, I g- and I'm like, oh, this is one of the words we learned. We learned how to say book, we learned how to say <laughs> pen. So I look at him and I go, I hope there's no Chinese people listening to this, and I go, <laughs> B, and then he looks over at his friend, and he looks back at me, and he, in Chinese he goes, what? <laughs> <laughs> and I go, <laughs> B. <"Bee."
2: laughs> <laughs> like I'm just trying to say this word. <laughs>
0: And then they both just die laughing, like they die <laughs> laughing, and they, they um they they, <laughs> they they slap the paper, they pull it to him, and they're like, oh my gosh, they're like, go 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 go, and now I hear them laughing, laughing, laughing. I don't think anything of it. I'm like, oh my gosh, well they're making fun of me because I can't do the tones and everything right. Right. So the next day, uh, we were like, uh, we're all hired to go to this tour. We're touring like the uh, Great Wall. We're going to Tiananmen Square, things like that. Have this really cool young Chinese girl. English is fluent. She's like, "Okay, so you guys are going to be in China for a year. What are some phrases that you know?" <laughs> we're mm-hmm. like, "How do you say this? How do you say that?" We know book and I was like, "B." And she's like, she we're on the tour bus, she turns around, and looks at me. She's like, "What?" And I said, <laughs> "B, you know, pen." And she's like, "No, that's not B. That's B. It's a third tone. That's like you're saying first tone." She goes, "How do you I mean, how do you translate that word?" I, w- I was like, "Well, what's B?" And she's like, "Um, She's like it's it's the word for female genitalia but it's it's the it's the c, it's the c word <laughs> so it's really vulgar but if they use it as a cuss word that means f u <laughs> so i was like okay gosh we'll never use that i'm so glad you told us and then think it this literally may be the
1: first time we air a curse word on this show
0: <laughs> right in chinese and that's when i like it. literally i just started sweating i was like oh my gosh <laughs>
3: That's why, like, literally, (laughs) I'm signing it.
0: Don't talk to people. Don't make eye contact. Don't draw attention to yourself. Here's this American. I had long hair, too, at the time. I was signing this. Perfect. Put it back, and I'm like... <laughs> f you <laughs> yeah. and that's why he was like what <laughs> like <"Yeah, F> you <laughs> so anyway that's my china story and, and my language has got a lot better sense but i lived so there that was years. the goal in going that to china. was the goal that of course. Course. yeah to always offend the <laughs> communist uh overlords I always have a goal just
2: and to make them laugh
1: so when you came back jeremy you were in china for 10 years yeah did you come back to augusta
0: i did yeah came back here and So, after
1: living in China, after living up north in Michigan and Delaware, what about Augusta, like, kind of made you want to come back here?
0: That's a great question. I I love Augusta, and I've I've gotten to travel all over. And, you know, I did some studies in Mexico, and I've traveled to Venezuela, traveled to Thailand and Spain for a number of times. Um, But I love Augusta. Like, it's just, it's endearing. I think there's a lot of, I hate people say there's potential in Augusta. Like, I like the roots of what Augusta has there's there's always potential somewhere but there's something in the soil in augusta that's rich and that's valuable i like the way the streets are laid out i like the familiarity i like the business owners i love the fact that people that i've gone to college with and school with own a lot of the businesses around here now or they're running for office like it it feels great it feels like this is this is city's becoming uh something fantastic that's awesome yeah yeah So, so so rachel Tell us right.
1: about your <laughs> life yeah, in well Augusta. The inception. Yes. <laughs> Do you have any cool Chinese stories?
2: You know, I <laughs> was in first grade, I think, when Jeremy was in China. So <laughs> Heard that. give me a few more years. <laughs> I'll come back. I'll be a guest again. Are you I'll from Augusta? Some. No, I'm not. Um, I moved here about four and a half years ago now. Okay, wow.
1: Yep. So what w- when you grew up, where, where was it that you were growing up?
2: Texas, Lubbock, Texas, Texas, mm-hmm. I
1: would not have guessed that you you shook the accent, where I is did. that in Texas,
3: you know where the panhandle is I do up what by is? Oklahoma, okay. it's in the
2: panhandle, gotcha. it's out in the middle of nowhere, literally, dark. it's like <laughs> five Wait, Lubbock, hours Texas. from anything, this
1: will waste show, show time, but I, I actually know like two or three people that have lived there,
2: yeah, it's a small <laughs> world, like everyone it's ties it's back to it somehow, world. it's really
1: That's weird, so you grew up in Lubbock, Texas, yeah, for how long?
2: I lived there in the same house my whole life until I graduated college. um, So you went to college there, you
1: went to high school there. What was your passion at the time? What were you doing? (laughs) Getting out.
2: (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, Really, I say all my best decisions in retrospect looked like not that at the time. Um, And my whole childhood, I just dreamed of growing up to be like an academic. I wanted to go to one of the Ivy League schools in New England. I was in love with Gilmore Girls. I wanted to be Rory Gilmore. Um,
1: So clearly you went to Augusta.
2: Exactly. Yeah. Very straight path there too. Um, No, but when I wanted to get out of Lubbock, my parents made me apply to like the state school because much like um, ASU in the past now, Augusta University, we have Texas Tech University. Right. And it's where Red Raiders, a lot of yeah, hometown people go. Um, I didn't want to, so when I was applying, I saw a dance major on the list. I hadn't danced since like kindergarten tap class, (laughs) and I thought, Oh, this is perfect. My parents will never understand why I didn't get into the university here. But if I apply as a dance major, there's got to be some kind of audition, they're never gonna let me in. What I didn't realize is it was a really small program, so they were super inclusive, they wanted anyone and everyone. (laughs) So no audition process. So I got into the school as a dance major. Easy. Took a dance class while I wanted to figure it out, and fell in love with it. I was like, "This is amazing." Awesome. Um, I don't know why that worked out. It really shouldn't have. I am not an athletically inclined person. I'm not very coordinated. Um, love but that. apparently, dancers are like famously clumsy off stage. Don't know if you know that. No. Um, but anyway, yeah, yeah. So I majored in dance, and, and that's then is that
1: what you wanted to do? I mean, did you want to like? be a professional dancer in the best (laughs) way possible
2: (laughs) i actually this is one place where jeremy and i overlap strangely is i was a spanish major really too but was like oh i'll i'll take a dance class while i figure it out and figure out what i want to do with spanish um i didn't want to go to china so you know i had to think about a different (laughs) future
1: (laughs) the path less traveled (laughs)
2: yeah yeah you know something in mexico maybe right um But yeah, no, dance was like not on my radar at all. I was a very academic kid. Like I said, I wanted to go be a professor of some sort. But the way that I kind of stumbled into business and my passion for that wouldn't have happened without the dance major. Um, They had a really cool dual program at my school for study abroad in Prague over the summers. And it was a joint venture between the business school and the College of Visual and Performing Arts. So I went to Prague two summers in a row. That's my international journey, which also has cuss words involved. Maybe I'll tell that story (laughs) later if we have time. Love that. Um, But while I was there, I met this woman named Belinda sitting on the, the side of this river. And she was from Australia. And she was there with her daughter. And they had all these bottles of Veuve Clicquot. And they just looked at me like, hey, you.
1: You might need to explain what that is. It's a really, least to me.
2: really nice champagne. You know, the champagne with the Got orange label. It is. Yeah, it's that you
1: one. You look at it in the store and you're like, oh, maybe someday. Yeah, <laughs> and then you $135. Get
2: Dollars. Yeah, <laughs> not today. Um, so I was like she's just sitting on this picnic blanket with all these (laughs) bottles of super expensive champagne (laughs) and (laughs) asking me over in an Australian accent. Of course, I'm going to say yes. (laughs) Um, So went over and talked to her and her daughter, and she kind of told me her story, and she was involved in business, and she was this really impressive businesswoman that had opened all these businesses, and she wanted to finally enjoy like a summer off with her daughter. And it was just incredible to me, and in my head at the time, I was like, what I don't know any women who do this. I don't know one single business owner who's a woman and I don't come from an entrepreneurial family. Nothing like that. And uh at the time I remember telling her that I was going back home. I'd been accepted to a dance program at a university mm-hmm. up in the Northeast mm-hmm. and was really excited really? about it. And Which program? Temple University. Got it. Yep. Um they've got a pretty good dance program. Bill Cosby is one of their graduates. That used to be a cool thing that to used say. To be really cool, Not so much. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, so I told her that, and she was encouraging me. She's like, you know, don't rule out the business world. Like, you'd be surprised. And when I went back home, um, th- a few things happened. Long story, but I ended up working at Verizon instead of going to the East Coast, which felt like utter failure at the time, mm-hmm. right? Like selling cell phones at in Verizon Lubbock. in Lubbock, Texas. So your goals were get to out, Coast. go yes. into business, yes, or
1: go somewhere and dance, yeah. But instead, you did none of
2: them. Didn't work, but. Okay. Um, I had her voice in the back of my head that was like, just give it a chance. And I really enjoyed it actually, like got really good at sales, which is something I never thought I could do. Um, And through a series of things ended up in Augusta. And then that's how we met originally, David, is I decided to open my own business doing weddings. And that really helped me figure out that I don't enjoy doing weddings. Very much at right, all. But it's you stressful. Still do them. It is yes. very stressful. But I loved running my own business. Mm. I loved getting into the marketing. I loved figuring out how do I connect with other business owners. Once right. I figured out how many of like Jeremy was saying, those passionate, creative, bootstrapping entrepreneurs there were here, I was sold. I was right. like, I will stay here as long as this continues to be a thing in Augusta because I just loved the connections that I made.
1: So speaking of those connections, we're going to take this opportunity. We'll go back to Jeremy, and we'll kind of take it to the point where you guys meet each other, right? So, Jeremy, at this point, I'm not going to assume that I know what year we're talking about at all, but you're back from China. You're back in Augusta. She's starting her business. What's What are you doing?
0: Yeah, so I'm uh, trying to think back in the, when we met. I had... Uh,
2: 2017.
0: Yeah, I had I had started uh, working with a company that did neighborhood magazines, and the idea was to build community in in neighborhoods. When was that? That was 2015.
1: So this is fairly recent stuff. I mean, so when yeah. did you get back from China?
0: I got back in uh, 2013. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So just year and a half, two years later, I tried a few other entrepreneurial things. Figure that out what you're doing. Didn't quite pan out. Yeah. This was my career for so long. And and was that is two
3: thousand thirteen, is that about when you started medical professionals?
0: No, so the medical professional journey started after I was doing neighborhood magazine okay. for okay. a while. And then the idea kind of birthed out of the the DNA of that.
1: More medical professional conversation coming up after this. But first Man, this wolf dog is really good. And the wolf dog is actually a rebranding
3: of their belgian beer their being savannah river brewery if y'all haven't found out by now we drink their beer during our episodes and it's an it's a no-brainer but have you ever tried their beer have you ever been to their tap room take that chance to do it today make sure you wear a mask make sure you stay safe because savannah river brewery they are staying safe cheers y'all
1: So what's the whole concept here, this neighborhood magazine? Because I've never gotten one, which probably (laughs) says more about (laughs) me to you than I need to tell you. (laughs) But like, what is that concept? What does that mean?
0: Yeah. So a neighborhood magazine. It wasn't my idea, but there was a (laughs) there's a company that um, is a national company called N2 Publishing. Stands for Neighborhood Networks. They've been around about seventeen years, out of Wilmington, North Carolina, and they uh, kind of made their footprint by building community in neighborhoods, because a lot of people move to neighborhoods, but you don't really know your neighbors, or you get to know your the few neighbors around you, the mm-hmm. right and left, but you know, uh, you, people across the street or down the way, like you have no idea who these people are. But people move to that geography for relationships. Right. It doesn't come easily. And especially when you target affluent neighborhoods, because the houses are bigger, a lot of times there's no sidewalks mm-hmm. and the fences are higher and so people don't really know each other they may know of each other mm-hmm. uh, but they don't know each other so n2 publishing came in and said you know what Let we can create uh, a great um magazine that's literally for by and about residents in a, in a space and it, it's almost like the idea of facebook and print and facebook when n2 started facebook was very rudimentary at the time but that's what people compared it to so for example i started one in riverwood plantation out in evans where the Greenbrier schools are and we had a thousand homes probably about four thousand people when you count kids but they don't all know each other there's a gated part and a public part and so the neighbor the magazine the the rules were you had to live in the ma- the neighborhood to get the magazine and it's free but you have to live in the neighborhood to write all the content so
1: and that's the real thing,
0: right? That's the value mm-hmm. is it's not reportage coming from the outside. It's actually a four-year-old <coughs> kid writing about a new guinea pig or someone who just went to the Swiss Alps and writing about it or a, you know, a pastor who lives in the community writing something to the community. So it was a really great way of building community and all the content came from the community. It's
2: completely organic. Yeah,
0: yeah. and then people that would support it would be local businesses that go, you know what, that's my, those are my people. There's a 1,000 homes with air conditioners. I have an air conditioning HVAC company. I want to not only market to them. I want to I want to partner with them. I want. I want to feel like I'm being sewn into the fabric of that community through relationships, through right. stories, through narratives, through testimonials.
1: And that's the that's the business model. That was mm-hmm. the business model. Got it. That's pretty cool. And and that's something that people aren't paying for. This it's a service kind of that gets sponsored almost. Right. Absolutely. Yes. Okay.
2: That's how we met. So, I how did you meet? Yes, thank yeah. you, Rachel. So, I advertised in a similar neighborhood magazine with okay. um, a, a partner of Jeremy's. Who so, is this like one.
1: a thing that I just don't know anything about? That's like everywhere. <laughs> if,
2: uh, if you haven't lived in Somerville or Riverwood, you wouldn't have gotten one of these. Thank Augusta. you for saying that. <laughs> Sorry to out you on your own show. Um, But I advertised my wedding business to the Somerville neighborhood. And when I started advertising with Jason Neely, who runs that magazine, he said, you've got to meet this guy. He's doing something really cool with doctors. He's having these swanky parties like you. You have to know him. We we Um, met
3: Jason Neely at the All in Augusta that's Art, right yeah that's so right. we're, we're yeah. F- kind of familiar with him okay. a very well connected yes. human
1: being yes he is Yes, is what we're talking about right now yeah
3: yes
2: we're on the same sheet of music <laughs> yes <laughs> that reference is for jason neely if you're listening
1: <laughs> that is for him so so you guys met through you advertising through that campaign to riverwood mm-hmm. and, and then immediately you were like hey you should start doing events with this man like like what's the like w- there's clearly some kind of cool connection oh, yeah. that happened. talk to us about that
0: I guess I'll tell you if, if, <laughs> you if, go if ahead. it's appropriate. Yeah, yeah it's, it's point, appropriate. I, so um, okay. I mean, it, you know, the, the 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 main way that we met was through uh, Jason and we talked okay. about, you know, we I, I showed her some of the medical magazines and things like that. But I think what really hit things off was we were just really attracted to each other. And so there is <laughs> a sense of of uh, of a romantic element going on at the same time. So it wasn't all right. And that's where kind of we say that you
1: guys were you guys were married. Um, a, at least at first, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you guys really have
0: this journey together. Oh yeah, that's We've very real right now. Yeah, not not the long. The good, after. the bad, and the ugly. Yeah, all of it. We, we <laughs> could we could share a lot about that story. <laughs> <laughs> but we we uh we uh, we work so well together, mm-hmm. and a lot of the the creative, the desire to be a creative. Mm-hmm. And and to I love serve. the idea. Yeah, creativity and service is so. Needed and it's so wonderful. And you know, the idea of creativity for me is is taking two things that just don't seem to ever go together, and you find a way to make them have relationship together. That's what creativity does. It's, it's someone says, "Oh, it's new." It's like, well, you look at remember the, the 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 art movement Dada, and their famous art is a bicycle wheel and a stool, right? Right. It's like two things that just don't go together, but it has some sense of meaning. Um, it's not just ridiculousness, but that's what. I saw in, in Rachel too is this desire to be creative and to serve those around her. And I'm like, that is very attractive. I love that. And so we began doing events together. So okay. I was having this magazine and then I was needing to celebrate and is, the is position. This,
1: is this
2: pre-medical professionals? No. or is this is at the very beginning. Okay. So I think when we met, Jeremy had put out his very first issue of the Medical Professionals magazine. So it was 2017. So before we go yeah.
1: too deep into that, Can, Tell us a little
3: bit about medical professionals.
1: Right, like what's the idea behind yes. this?
0: Yeah, it's got a great genesis story. So I, I mentioned already what I do, what I, what I was doing in, in with the neighborhood magazines. Right. So uh, around circa May 2017, uh, my brother, who's a chiropractor, had moved back from Washington, D.C. To, to set up his practice here again. Move his, his kids. I talked to my mom. She had moved away to moving back. So all of us were back together again and so one day after work I stopped in my brother's office and I say hey how's things going with work and then he you know he was like just like most of us he's kind of complaining about uh burning out and and billing and and Mm -hmm. staff engagement Mm -hmm. and all the things that have to do with the Obamacare this and reimbursement that and Medicare this business stuff yeah Yeah. the stuff that burns people out the and anyway I he's my older brother I love him but I kind of tuned him out and, uh, <laughs> woe is him. And, uh, so I, I left that, but I would, this wouldn't have happened without that first conversation. But immediately after that evening, my kids have had a, um, a swim meet. And I don't know if you guys have kids or, uh, or are at a kid's swim meet, but they're the worst. Most <laughs> I've not had things. the pleasure. <laughs> okay. No, my uh, sister I
1: swam actually for Davidson. I used to be um, a lifeguard. So I have a lot of excuses saved.
3: From Sitting there watching people oh that gosh. know how to swim, it get, it gets old. Yeah, <laughs> a swim meet is
0: terrible because you're there to, s- to see your child and it takes four hours but they <laughs> swim four times right for 30 One seconds times each, each time. hour. So it's yeah. a giant it's a giant <laughs> social club where you're not allowed to have alcohol. so it's like the worst <laughs> place ever. So that evening after I talked to my brother, I left and I went to a swim meet. And at the swim meet there's uh, someone I know who's a radiologist at the Children's Hospital here. So I went up to him and said, hey, man, how, how things going? You know, just make a small talk. How are things going at the hospital? Mm-hmm. And he literally parroted about 90% of what my brother had just said. Mm. Like 90%. And I thought, wow, these two need to meet each other. Like they need to go grab a drink together or, you know, just commiserate because they're having struggles. But then I thought, well, they're never going to meet each other. One of them is in the hospital and he's, a, he's an employee. And my brother's the sole proprietor and he's very active. He's out mm-hmm. in the community and they're never gonna have a platform where they can meet. And literally, it was one of those aha moments you go, Oh my gosh, they well should. this is this is what I do in my neighborhood. I've got all these homes that literally live their little verticals, little silos, and I have a a product that transcends all of them every month, and they learn about each other every month, but there's nothing in the medical space for that. Holy cow, could we make something that has the principles of the neighborhood magazine but apply it so uh, to the medical space so essentially taking it away from sending it out just to a specific location but sending it out to a specific vocation mm. and then I l- I've l- said that before yeah exactly that's that's how it works and so then I for the next really for 5 months I just met with a bunch of physicians I bought them coffee at 5 in the morning uh, or 5 in the afternoon and said if you could have a magazine for you buying about you What topics do you want to read? What's interesting to you? What kind of layout do you want? And I really got to get a lot of good market research through that, and I realized that they not only wanted to read about each other's professional lives and learning about all the things that deal with their office, staff, practice, management, but a lot of wanted to know about their personal lives. Like, where do they go on a date nights? And how do they, like, connect with their spouse? And what charities are they involved with? What books are they reading? What movies do they like? What hobbies? I, right. I want a friend. You know, it's almost like that. Right. And so what I did is we created this magazine that encompasses the personal life and professional life. And that's the genesis story of medical professionals.
1: We'll be back to catch up to the modern time and, of course, drop the dis. But first, let's talk about a partnership that we have and an event that we're doing that we're very excited about. Um, so you'll hear later in this episode about Augusta Rocks, which is a series um that we have been doing as a mini series for a while and is now becoming a music series. Uh, there's another series that we started last year, and that's our equality focus series. Um, we did a panel, a human rights focused panel back in June of last year at the clubhouse, and uh, this coming week we will be doing a following one. We will have uh, lots of really cool guests, so check out our Instagram for that information, but really a lot of this could not be possible without the help of the clubhouse. The clubhouse is a great space in Augusta. They have meeting spaces, event spaces, networking opportunities. They help small businesses grow. Um, They're really trying to contribute to that same community that we're hoping to build here in the city, uh, if you have any kind of questions about networking or building a business, or even if you just need a space, the Clubhouse is a great first call. Check them out at theclubhouse.se. And that's where, that's where Rachel comes in. And that's yep. where the events start to happen. Which yeah. I've seen you guys' events. We used to work at them yeah. with Amplified events. They're really, really cool can you kind of talk to us about that how way. that <laughs> 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 exactly talk to us about how it started
2: yeah well jeremy did one event before we met and i think there was a cookie cake and Love a that. blow up of the front cover the very first front cover it Doug was loved. the ceo of doctor's yeah. hospital and you still
1: do that so one thing worked yeah yeah, yeah, I just, I just yeah had that stayed a cookie, a cookie the whole cake. way
2: through <laughs> um but then i came in and thought oh you know what we could make this like prettier, we can make this really cool. Mm-hmm. And I went and got a bunch of flowers and some little bud vases and lighting. And um, we had Ani from uh, Paleonomiums come out and she yep. catered. And we did this one at Christ Community in this little conference room they had with exposed bricks. So we got a little bit more like oomph for that one and it looked really nice. And then from there we went to April Brown and started really doing it out with um, Patrick came out and was doing sound and lighting. Um, We really did some cool things with staging the space. And we did that for about three doctors in a row before Jeremy had the brilliant idea still not meeting each other they're inviting their own people to these events Mm -hmm. but and i from the business side i'm like we're doing these once a month this is a lot of work so
1: these events they sound like big parties but really what it is was kind of like a small get together celebrating the person on the cover is that right exactly okay okay yeah
2: and uh i think through realizing it was a lot of work and it still wasn't accomplishing that purpose of creating community Mm Jimmy was like what if we start just doing a few a year where we honor four front cover physicians at a time and they all get to bring their people out. So they pick who their invites are. It gets everyone excited to come. We pack out the place and people are meeting in real life and socializing and mingling and, They're getting honored in front of the people that mean so much to them which they're never going to throw these parties for themselves that's definitely one thing we've learned they're humble in that sense they're really there to serve Um, so it feels really great to get to honor them they get to meet each other mix um, and we've done a lot of tweaking of the events since then it's been really fun over the last three years to to grow these into what they are today but they definitely didn't start here
1: so now that we've kind of hit that and we're not gonna we're not gonna do the 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 covid stuff yet but you guys have met a lot of really cool people. And, and one thing that you just did uh, recently, Jeremy, I, I mean, I say recently, it's cause the whole year 2020 kind of blends <laughs> in for me, but you did that philanthropy where you were selling the, the burn foundation editions, Um, and, and you know, that's a really cool thing that you guys got to do. What are some other cool things that you guys, you know, people you've met people, you know, things you've done, you know, goals, you even, you know, you're working towards right now.
0: Man, I I feel like every... I feel so honored to be in the place that I am because, you know, as a musical artist, uh, I would assume as a... I'm not a musical artist, but as a musical artist... I was about to say you're a musical artist. Yeah, Yeah, Rachel doesn't know everything about me. (laughs) My my hip-hop musical artistry. No, but my... You know, musical artists are they—they they look forward to putting out albums. They're so excited about their new album, right? They put all that work into it and then they celebrate it. But they do that like once every two years or once every four years, right? But I get to do this every month, and so every new issue for me is uh, an exciting album because it encompasses the story and the culture of that new, different that person. So things that we ha- we've gotten to meet—you know—we've done what 38, 40 magazines, so we've got forty-eight mm-hmm. incredible stories about men and women that, you know, things that you would never know about them or things they would never share. Like we know Mark Newton, who is our state senator, but he also owns all the, the MedNows and, you know, right, he's yeah, the, right. his favorite sandwich or favorite food to eat ever is peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> um, simple man. Simple man. <laughs> but there's, there's a lot of great uh, story. And of course, you know, he talks a lot in, in his uh, article about failing and about learning and how, like when he started MedNow, he took out a second or third mortgage on his house. People don't know that backstory about entrepreneurship and how, like, you do see handsome successful, but you don't see, like, how difficult it was. Um, so they really put it all out there. And the great thing is, like, we're not writing this content. They are taking mm-hmm. the time to write all this content every month for themselves. So as far as cool stories, I mean, we just, we just did a photo shoot today with the director of the ICU at Doctors Hospital, um, yep. he, Dr. Reddy. And he's not he's from America. He's very photogenic, by the way. Yeah, he's a <laughs> handsome guy. <laughs> Wonderful skin tone. <laughs> um, and has that come out yet? Or no, we just okay. did a photo shoot okay. like a few hours ago. It's a wow. March, It's a March issue, yeah. but um, you know he's from India, mm-hmm. and uh, that's one thing that I love about the medical space. It's so diverse and it's right. so international, and it's it's everybody's so unique and different, and it's wonderful that every month you just get different people, different stories, different backgrounds. But he's got a fantastic story. i mean, just a bright, brilliant guy, super humble, sharp, winsome. Um From very really humble beginnings and found his way to America, and he is uh, was recruited back to doctor's Hospital after being away about ten years in Kentucky. But he came in. this is a great story. Rachel reminded me of this uh, today, but he was he was recruited about a year ago to come back to doctor's Hospital to help re purpose and revamp the systems of the ICU, which were, it can be outdated. They were messy.
1: So there's a lot of doctors. I mean, are we talking the burn center? Are we talking the
0: whole thing? The whole ICU. The whole ICU of doctor's The whole thing. Not, not the burn center, okay, but okay. The, the ICU. So there's 24 gotcha. beds. Anyway, he shared with us that if he had not come back and revamped that system, by the time March came around, like he had six months before COVID hit. Like he didn't know this. Right. But he said, <laughs> count down been the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, but just the fact that he, he was able to come in and, and do all this work. And, you know, he in that we met his staff the today. Right they time. absolutely love this guy. And they mm-hmm. should. His leadership is fantastic. His vision's great. But he was able to come in and through that effort, I've saved hundreds and hundreds of lives in Augusta because there were new systems in place that were they not in place the cracks in the old system would have broken and people would have fallen through them. So those are kind of cool stories as well. I mean, we, we hear things on a personal level of, you know, yeah. favorite drinks or, you know, mistakes <laughs> people make. People are, like, we went with another yeah. doctor today. He was telling about all the mistakes he made before he gave a TEDx talk, and everyone thinks he's, he's a great, successful visionary, which he and is. He is. <laughs> but he has made yeah. a lot of mistakes on the way to that. And it's just so real and vulnerable yeah. for these yeah. stories to come out
2: those are the standout stories for me too definitely people just showing you the site that you don't see in the highlight reel that is right. social media or even the magazine um
1: so jeremy this the medical professionals magazine you you said earlier you're you're the owner do you uh you originally you had talked about n2 which is a company that you yeah. had started where are they affiliated with you, or is this like 100% your thing?
0: No, they are affiliated. So this okay. is a, this has become one of their verticals. So we've actually been able to franchise this now across the country. So Augusta's the first in the flagship, but we have them in different spaces. We have one in Jacksonville, one in Nashville, uh, Tampa Bay. That's crazy. Yeah, about eight different markets. Tyler, so Texas. Now, Tyler, now we're ramping one up in uh, Asheville and in Greenville. South That's incredible.
1: Right. Yeah. All
3: from Augusta, Georgia. That's yeah. so yeah. cool. Yeah.
1: So I mean, started here. They're from Wilmington, you said. How is this a situation where you went to them and you said, like, listen, yeah, I'm doing this. You need to do this. It will be good for you. Or yeah. is that what happened? I, I wish, but I, I was. I, I, I was pretty poor. Did you
0: get him a cookie cake? <laughs> <laughs> I put it on a cookie cake. <laughs> it that was the them. first attempt. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, I did write my my. Uh, N2 the culture of N2 Publishing is fantastic. The leadership, yeah. the president and the CEO, are both just wonderful guys. They're very engaged with the company, which has got over a thousand magazines and. You know, probably two or three thousand employees in that way. But I wrote them a um, an email to say, "Hey, I would love to do this in the medical space. You know what we do in our neighborhood magazines, I would love to do it." And they basically wrote back, I was honored by this, but they said, typically, and on our wall in our office, we got about an idea of we have like sixty two ideas. we we have people pitching us. I bet I, and we can only choose three, And we're going to choose one of this one. And then also typically, we have people from the field that we fly in and interview for that position. But we feel so good about you because you've done well and the other products and all that. We're going to let you just run with it. And I was wow. thinking, number one, I didn't know they fly people into do all this. And I was thinking, it's <laughs> <is> my idea. <laughs> I, wanted I wanted to do it. <laughs> do it. <laughs> I would be really upset if you don't let me do it. So right. I was grateful that they gave me that opportunity. So I, I didn't demand it. I just asked and I gave them some numbers about right. stats in the medical space and how we could do some things. So they just basically just gave me the green light to try it and, um, and then market research and failures and, later. And there. about what year was that? To, uh, my first issue was December 2017. So gotcha. the idea came around February or March 2017, and wow. then I took some time to, I bet, to, yeah. to research it. And then, um, I mean, this was like hacking through a jungle. There was no roadmap, right? right so mm-hmm. I did a lot of wrong turns, but um, I did them very quickly. Yeah. So <laughs> finding advertisers and you know and and who believe in what this product is and who it goes in, out in front of, and then it was finding content. Mm. And mm-hmm. I was really honored. This is a really cool story too. So uh, I was going back and forth with from the, some of the CEOs. Like whenever you launch a magazine as a publisher, you want your first issue. I call it to be a Marilyn Monroe. Mm. Like Playboy right. came out with Marilyn Monroe. It's iconic. It was just boom. Put them on the map. I wanted the Marilyn Monroe in the medical space. Right. Right. So the um, CEO of Doctors Hospital, Doug Welch had reached out and said, hey, I would be honored to be on that magazine. I had reached out to him and a few other CEOs mm-hmm. from hospitals, but Doug was like, yes, I'll do it. And then later when I met Doug, I was like, hey, by the way, some of these other CEOs were really dragging their feet. They never heard about this product. Of course, it didn't exist. Right. Why did you believe in me? Why, why did you agree so quickly? And I didn't notice he goes, Jeremy, I, I live in Riverwood. I've gotten <laughs> your, your neighborhood <laughs> magazine for years. <laughs> I know who you are what you do and, and if this is the same thing I'd be so happy so Doug was my first issue that's awesome cover. my Marilyn Monroe is what I call <laughs> <it>. <laughs> that's awesome
1: so when you're talking about this concept that you really want to grow into really a national concept and you're in Augusta and you're you know I mean these people out of North Carolina you're working in Florida you're working in all these other states I mean was there ever any doubt from them that, you know, this is Augusta, this isn't a legit business, this can't make money. I I mean, clearly it worked, but like in the beginning, was there, did you ever get doubt about that from people?
0: The only person that (laughs) doubted and looked at me and said, don't do this, this will never work was my, was my father. (laughs) <laughs> who's, who's a dentist at the <laughs> school of dentistry for 40 years you really
1: love to hear that don't you yeah
0: I mean it's it's so funny is uh I you know when you believe in something and you see it happening it's like n- doesn't matter anybody else's opinion and and the and the last event that you guys worked at the Maybaum building mm-hmm. my dad came to that event and he came up to me afterwards he's like this was so great you wouldn't believe some of the conversations I'm hearing from other providers like they're saying how great this is. They're finally getting to meet each other. They've never been able to meet each other. How much they like this magazine, and they don't like. He was so excited, and I was like, "Okay, good, Dad." I'm great. Like, maybe he say said the that words. on purpose. <laughs> maybe. maybe he was trying to push you. Right. <laughs> Reverse psychology is a maybe. parenting technique I've heard of. But so they, my my leaders did believe in the the product and that it could work. They just gave me a lot of room room to fail. I mean, it didn't cost them anything. I was the one putting my time and effort into making this. That was my second right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: We'll be right back to drop the disc with Jeremy and Rachel. But before we do that, uh, we want to talk about our new partner, Edgar's Hospitality Group. Um, we talk about in various episodes. We've talked about the Pinnacle Club. We've talked about Edgar's Above Broad, which is a new rooftop bar that opened. We've even interviewed Trip Harrison, the director of all of these programs. Uh, And the really cool thing that brings all of this together is that all of these companies are one big goodwill family that is jobs training and education for people in need. What happens is people go to Helms College, they get their experience, they learn a little bit about the kitchen setting and how to get things done, and then they get real life, real world work experience working in these professional resort style kitchens, which allow them to go pretty much anywhere after that. This is a program that is unique to the city of Augusta, and we are so proud to have them sponsor our show. Edgar's Hospitality, whether you're going to Edgar's on Furious Ferry in Washington, Edgar's Above Broad downtown, or whether you're interested in joining the Pinnacle Club, all of it goes back to the goodwill of Augusta, Georgia. So let's let's do this. Let's go ahead and have you guys answer the drop the disc question, and then Jeremy, we can kind of keep going afterwards. Uh, but before we start, the drop-the-disc question is presented by Trainer Gray Media.
3: We had Blaine Bailey on earlier, actually at the end of last year, and he's the CEO, president of Trainer Gray. You can learn all about what they do. They make really cool commercials. They do a lot for the community. They're involved in a lot of different nonprofits, raising money and support. It's an incredible business that we have been able to partner with. And not only are we partnering with them for drop-the-disc, but... They are also partnered up with us to help us put on the Augusta Rocks Music Series. They will be providing live stream services. So those of you that aren't able to go to the event will be able to still check it out on a live stream and donate to the nonprofit if you feel like you can. So, guys, Trainer Gray, it's a perfect mesh, and they're helping us drop the disc. We're Drop the Disc podcast, and uh, we're here to drop the disc, take it out of that nasty word. I don't know if you've ever heard it, disgusting. Yes. Okay, yes. you have heard it. Mm-hmm. Um, I and saw it so on the forum
2: boards before I moved here. That's a bummer. That yeah. is why we're doing I this was right a, now. I was a military spouse at the time. Yes. And my ex-husband got stationed here, coming from Monterey, California. So you're doing this so research. So it was and like, you're like, man, this dagger place. to the heart. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was like, where are we going? Yeah. Why? S- what?
3: So what we like to ask every guest on the show is, if someone were to write on a forum saying this is disgusting, <laughs> or walk up to you and talk negatively about this, we've city. never asked it that way, right? But <laughs> thank you for giving me that. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, what What would your response be to them?
2: Oh, it would be. Uh, you know, consider the source and take it with a grain of salt because if you just give yourself to this city and if you really go look for your people, you will find them. You've got to be you. That is the one thing I would say is if you're going to show up to Augusta, whether as someone who's been here forever or brand new, If you show up as you and your your authentic self you will Mm -hmm. find the other people in Augusta that are doing that and Mm -hmm. those are the people that make this city come alive and make it so great Um, so I think that's what I've had a journey to learn how to do since moving here four years ago and it was a game changer Um, but I would say the faster you can do that just be yourself put yourself out there the faster you're going to find the people that are already doing that here and they're the people that are making Augusta so great so unique so um, progressive in ways that are you know, maybe still under the surface in certain ways, but are absolutely front and center, like what Jeremy's doing in Mm -hmm. other ways. You know, I would have never, ever met Jeremy if I hadn't gone out on a limb and opened my wedding business. Um, And Jeremy and I wouldn't have met either if he hadn't gone out on a limb and done this magazine. So um, that, that would be my, my word to anyone who. So,
3: So Augusta brings out the best of the person
2: yes if (laughs) you let it you just gotta let it yeah let me ask
1: this real quick because you're you're doing more in the city than we've kind of been able to talk about and i i don't want you to leave without being able to plug what you've been been working on everything talk about it
2: yeah so um we're really excited right now one thing that i've been um, poking jeremy in the ribs about for a while now has been you put so much into this magazine and when people advertise in it or write in it that's that's just a fraction in any other print medium people say all the time print is dead right Um, Mm -hmm. but it's because if it's just an ad on a page then it's nothing but when people work with Jeremy and partner with him he brings so much to the table he really is a great connector it's one of the things I admire about him and it's the thing that has made his career so successful whether in China (laughs) um, by accidentally offending people or here in Augusta Um, he's He's so good at connecting people and I've been seeing for a while and I think he has too that there's so much more going on than just this magazine and it's time to to fully flesh that out and take advantage of all of the possibilities there. So we're now working on building something called Medical Professionals Community, which is a membership based community for those who are in the medical space or who want to support the medical space and this is a community where all these things we've been talking about today about failure and trying new things and and being creative and putting yourself out there this is a space where we want to find the other people in Augusta who are doing exactly that those people who are are ready to go deeper with others learn more try something new fail together grow together succeed together Um, so we're really excited to be putting that together right now we're bringing on our core 20 members right now who are going to be our our superheroes our rock stars that make this thing come to life it's very much going to take on the personalities and the essence of who those 20 people are and we're hand selecting them right now before we launch this out to the larger community so uh, we're really excited about that we're really excited to see what it does for our local space Um, as you said earlier like this magazine has thrived here it's become a flagship for the rest of the nation and we truly believe because we've seen firsthand that Augusta can be a progressive Example um, of how to make change happen in healthcare, which is a space that needs it so desperately right. right now. Love that. So, we are excited to see how starting this community can help change our local healthcare landscape and hopefully ultimately lead to change and policy changes for other places besides just Augusta. So, whatever small role we can play in that by creating that platform and that community to bring those passionate pioneers together, um, that's what we're going to do. So,
1: love that. Thank you, Rachel. Thank you yeah, so much. Yeah, thank y'all for
2: having us.
1: All right, so we'll continue this with you, Jeremy.
0: I, I, being from Augusta, I've heard that a lot. And basically, I would say um, that speaks more about where you're at than what the city what the city offers you. If you can't find anything good or redeemable or beautiful, this is more about your own struggles and headspace and how you probably think about yourself than about what the opportunities are around you. So it's more of a litmus test, like a, a mirror reflection right. for yourself. Love that.
1: So Jeremy, we're gonna move on now. We're gonna keep talking to you because not only are you very interesting, but we're having a really good conversation. So I, yes. I think I'm we're it best of both worlds right now.
3: I'm excited to know about how your medical professional journal is going with COVID.
0: Yeah, that's a great question. We um, really have not been hit by the covid it's a good response that. i like yeah that. i like thanks. that response um just just for clarity too we do uh we do have print publications that only go out to a specific amount of men and women they don't go out to everybody in the general right. public but we also have digital copies that go out every, and you know our digital copies far avalanche the physical but the fact that the physical is limited, it, it's more special. feels like a trophy. Gotcha.
1: So the physical ones, you know, you're know, you talking about probably doctor's offices. You're probably talking about certain people's houses, certain areas.
0: Y- yeah, not really houses. Uh, we don't send them out to doctor's offices, but gotcha. we send them out to the doctor themselves, not like Augusta ENT. It would be like Dr. Whitehouse, Got Augusta it. ENT. So he gets it. Actually, it's funny, his, all his staff read. <laughs> them before they even get them i've had a number of emails and texts like hey uh has our issue been mailed yet i'm like yeah <laughs> i love that You're so
1: you you yeah. guys are bigger online you've kind of been establishing this online presence
0: yeah definitely in every market we have we have probably a minimum of about three thousand that we send out and I, that came because uh uh about three years ago That's a, a au au health came to me and said hey we love this this is great uh can you please think you can mail these out to like all of our staff and all of our employees. And I'm like, oh, and as a good businessman, you're always like, yeah, absolutely. How many are we talking about? And they're like, well, that's uh, about 8,000 people. And I'm wow. like, I said, well, you guys, you going to pay for these? And they're yeah. like, no. <laughs> Bye-bye. So I said, well, give me some email addresses. <laughs> right. you know, and I, I can make <laughs> yeah. that happen. Yeah. Right. So um, anyway, uh, with COVID, and, you know, the first time that COVID hit us, meaning it changed a little bit of what we're doing, mm-hmm. was... I had a, a nurse. He is at the VA, and we had to do the photo shoot outside of the VA. That was it. Like he sent me pictures, and a lot of it is, uh, you know, we do, we do like to go in and take professional photographs, and we have a lot of fun with it. But, you know, with how good a cell phone is, I was like, right. hey, when you're in there, just yeah. take some selfies, take pictures, and send them to me. And we did his front cover outside. That was the only and every after that was my uh, June issue. So we shot that in March, no April. Okay. Um, So after that, though, we've been able to get in with people like we were in the ICU at doctor's hospital today. Right. um, Doing photo shoots. So it really hasn't hit us. And in that way, I'll say this at the beginning. I did on the side. I started hosting like a a podcast for my home and I would have. What's it called? It was on my it's on my YouTube site. Oh, Um, my God. (laughs) So it it was video, though. But I would have I had, you know, Hardy Davis on there amy Bright- brightman from you've got uh, to send us some links yeah, so we can yeah. Put I those out. i'll do that and we just i was just like what what's happening with covid tell us what's happening so we had medical professionals and city leaders talking about things in real time I did it did for like three or four weeks but then um you know that was not really what i do but it was right. like i have the relationships to be able to bring that together very quickly right. so let me do that to serve the the greater community to get word out there one of the biggest compliments though that i consistently hear about the magazine is from professionals, is hey, that was a great story, a great issue. I'm so glad that nobody said the word COVID or we didn't have to hear ah, about that yes. again because they're so it's flooded, f- they're fatigued. Yeah, it's COVID fatigued. And yeah. this was back in like midsummer. So the fact that the magazine touches a lot of other um, value points, it, it's a personality piece, like it's almost a refuge from all the stuff they've got to deal with every day, all the new updates, all the new policies, all the new research, all the new this, all the patient. Right. You know, COVID is such a big word that you know we're exhausted from it. Right.
3: You, you know, I, um, I'm curious, do y'all have an idea or do you have uh, medical students that want to get involved in this? Kind of like a young professionals of Augusta, but young medical professionals. Is that something that y'all do? That's
0: a great question. So uh, the YPA has uh, approached me a few times about getting in front of um, some of the medical professionals, in particular, office practice managers, who do a lot of the hiring, so mm-hmm. they can kind of just, you know, see what's needed if I want to go into the medical space. And that was that was right when COVID was hitting. So we mm-hmm. don't we didn't do that. However, in the magazine, we the goal is to bring everybody to the table and have a conversation. Right. If you notice, there's not an MD in the name of the magazine. That's intentional. We don't want it just to be physician based. Mm-hmm. So you have nurse practitioners. You've got PAs. Got chiropractors, right? You know, uh, doctor of orthopedic You have DDOs. Everyone can have a, a, a place at the table um, that brings about the conversation that needs to happen. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it's it's uh, it's an exciting platform i call it more of, of a program than a product because with the soirees there right. are events it brings people together and so in are you still life. doing those yeah so we actually pivoted we weren't able to do a soire we do one in may we do one in september and then one at the end of the year but we couldn't do it at all till the end of the year so we actually had nine physicians we were highlighting at one time or other we usually have four mm-hmm. and then we had about a you know all these other people uh, that would come and we started um, having a special section every month called uh, Nurse Spotlight. And we like to highlight new nurses, back to you, your point here, that just graduated. So they're not students anymore, but they just graduated, right. and they're going into <coughs> the, the medical world. So we, they have a little bit of their story. We do a fun photo shoot. We've always done the photo shoots around here. We do them in front of murals. Um, cool. Yeah, and or cool landscapes. So we're you know, trying to show off downtown Augusta. And now you have sculptures we have sculptures now. i was tell Rachel that <laughs> yeah. today. I'm so excited. <laughs> so many props. Yeah, there's great. It's so great. And yeah. nice. the, the cool thing is, the way the magazine set up is when these, these nurses aren't particular on my physical mailing list, right? They've, they've just graduated. Right. Mm-hmm. So they're not, they haven't kind of, quote unquote, earned their way onto that mailing list yet. It's not, you know, peer, peers aren't nominating them yet to be on this mailing list, mm-hmm. but they can be on my digital list they can come be celebrated at our soirees in front of everybody, congratulate it, we'll frame the copy of their article, make them feel special, celebrate them, as Rachel was saying, um, but they get to read the magazine, and their magazine is coming from almost these grandmotherly, grandfatherly figures, and one of the, the questions we always ask our main stories, uh, the front cover stories is, if you could do this over again, what would you do differently? Or what would you what advice would you give to young medical yes. professionals? Mm-hmm. So they're actually reading these wonderful words of wisdom and if they find something of value, they can literally call this person up. This person is in Augusta. They're mm-hmm. not reading something from Chicago or that's, LA. That is gold right there. Right. So it really builds community, right? right. Puts people in front of people mm-hmm. once again. And that's we believe, Rachel kinda hinted at this, but our the reason why we're doing what we're doing That's is, the mission. Is, to, yeah, is to help better improve the medical space. It's got a lot of cracks, a lot of problems, but we believe that providers are trained to take care of other people, but mm-hmm. no one's taking care of them. So for them to take care of each other, they have to know each other. Like the medical mm-hmm. industry will fix itself if they can, if they know who each other are and they know each other's wounds and whether it's uh, you know what we should buy, we should like, pull together and work together, and open a practice. You're a chiropractor. I'm a, I don't know. I'm a plastic surgeon, but we could find a way to, ref, you know, refer out to one another and we don't need the insurance companies anymore. Mm-hmm. Then that's cool too. Um, or they could just be like, we just need a group of just to share our struggles. Cause we're, I, I want to quit. I've got 3000 patients. I'm not doing anything, but like, I'm just, you know, one of the doctors we talked to, he quit his practice and did something different. We had 3000 patients and he felt like, um, he was just putting band-aids on problems. He wasn't able to tend to them like he was trained to do, mm-hmm. and it's so frustrating. And then a lot of these men and women now in the medical space, especially if they're sole proprietor and they own their own practice, they don't know how to run a business. They went to med school right. to give good patient care. They don't. They didn't go to business school, so now they have to hire people out to run the business. And
3: we ha- we had Dr. Melhouse on a couple weeks ago, and he's the Augusta
0: chiropractor. Augusta Uh, chiropractic.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And he was saying the exact same thing. You know, he was grant, he took over his dad's, uh, practice and didn't know how to run a business. So it was, uh, learning here and there what to do. In fact, he even said at one point his patients were sitting in the dark because he, forgot to pay that. <laughs> the <electric call laughs> Someone electric. has to do yeah. it. <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> yeah. Jeremy, I'm going to plagiarize one of your questions and redirect it at you. So sure. you, you've talked about, you know, the medical profession, which you work with them, but you are more of an entrepreneurial guy. Right. Um, and so my question to you is to the young entrepreneurial people out there, you know, what kind of advice do you have for them? Because what you're doing right now, didn't it? I mean, you're, you're doing it with a company, but it wouldn't have existed without you. And, and it takes a lot to create something like that, especially when you're working with, you know, a company is not going to want to put themselves on the line for someone's idea. You put yourself on the line.
3: They're, they're definitely going to have to go to China for 10 years. At <laughs> <first>. <laughs> yeah, make a lot of mistakes. Maybe,
1: maybe there's a way they don't
0: have to go to China. <laughs> and a cookie cake at the first party. Right.
1: <laughs> but, but what advice would you have?
0: Yeah, that's a great question. I um you know, a lot of people speak about entrepreneurship is is the right idea at the right time. And there's some uh there's some truth about that. You know, th- I was meeting with a doctor today and he said something um really profound. He said the right idea at the wrong time is still the wrong idea because mm. it won't go anywhere. And I think that's that's a great point. Um but there's a lot of sweat equity that goes into everything. So as an entrepreneur, I feel like you're, you're, I'm speaking from me, I, I can't do anything I don't believe in. Like mm. I'm not, I, I, I don't chase the financials. Financials are an important component. You've gotta figure out how you're gonna live, even grow the business. But if you're chasing a why that's big and profound, that excites me enough to get up in the morning to solve problems, to face setbacks, to have the courage to face the setbacks, or courage to have, to admit mistakes, um, mm-hmm. and then to fix those mistakes. So for those people who are in uh the entrepreneur space number 1 uh it's it's just healthy to know that you're going to make a lot of mistakes and a lot of your ideas um are going to fail and it's not just because they're it's not because they're bad ideas it just might be they're not ready to be um inactu- in in uh, actualized yet right i felt when uh, medical professionals came to me i had i was in the right place right time but i had a calling for it And I honestly felt like if I didn't do it, it was going to be done somewhere, somehow, by someone. Because it needs to be done. And I felt that strongly about medical professional community that Mm. Rachel was talking about. Like it's a calling. And because it's such a calling, it comes from deep within that when we pull this team together, just financials involved. I mean, they're paying to be a part of this. But it's not like we're doing it just to make more money. We're we're doing this to say there's a deeper calling to what we're doing and that is I feel like that's a good checks and balances right um because you're gonna you're gonna eat and you're gonna eat and drink and breathe and sleep this calling for this job this business for a long time and if you hate it it's just not worth doing tough luck yeah exactly (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) Jeremy you you have to let us know when you start launching this and you have to let us know when you're doing something in the future because we would love to be able to help talk about the things that you're doing yes Thank you so much for coming on today.
0: Yeah, thanks for having me. Likewise, guys, this is exciting.
1: Thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode. We have a round Augusta coming up next. But first, listen to this little Augusta Rocks promo that Chris cut for us.
3: Do not miss your chance to purchase a ticket for the Augusta Rocks inaugural music series concert. This is an experience that you are going to not want to miss. We're talking about three local artists who have all been on the Augusta Rocks Music Series on our podcast. Uh, it will be Will McCraney, Joe Stevenson, and John Kruger. It will be like a guitar pole setup, kind of like a little lineup, just like that you might have in guitar pull. Uh, we're very excited about this. This is going to be a new experience coming to Augusta. It will be catered by Caterworks with a full course meal. And then each meal is going to be paired with savannah river brewery beer this is such an incredible opportunity and not only that proceeds are going to salvation army's center of hope center of hope is an opportunity for uh, the shelter community Uh, they give beds clothes they give uh, food warm food um, toothpaste toiletries to people that are in need of it for a nice warm place to stay so team up with us and come out to Augusta Rocks February 26th at 7 p.m. Hey guys, this is Chris with Around Augusta. This is an opportunity for me to talk about something that I think is really cool going on in the city. Could be a lot of things, could be just one thing, and that is going to happen today. We've got one thing that I want to talk about. We've got four new sculptures out there in downtown Augusta. If you have not taken the opportunity to go check out the first part of the trail for this sculpture trail. I recommend doing that. And guess what? One of the sculptures are right across the street from the brand new Gransky's Record Store. So you can then pop in there and check out this incredible layout, an incredible store. Uh, Guys, that's what I have for Around Augusta. You will hear from me next week.